right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Living to Mingle. It is my my pleasure and my esteemed pleasure, pleasure, and gracious opportunity to sit down with Sahara. That's, that's all right, Sahara. Sahara. <laughs> Yo, so uh, as I was sharing with you before we started, and like today, um, I'm so happy to have you because it's a conversation that needs to be had. And um, I think uh, awareness is key. And then I think more uh, men in my position need to be um, providing opportunities to have these conversations so that people can learn and understand. Uh, we look at the world today. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of uh, a lot of murders, a lot of death, um, a lot of pain due to a lack of understanding and misconceptions. And so um, I reached out, made a post, and I was like, "Hey, this is what I want." A couple of people responded, inboxed me. It's like, "Yo, she's dope. You need to talk to her." And so yeah. I reached out to you. I felt your heart, your spirit. You immediately showed up as an advocate. So I was like, "Bet." Perfect. So let's do it. Let's hop on in. So I want to begin by pretty much stating who I am, right? Mm -hmm. So that people understand. Because oftentimes when people hear black, male, straight, Christian, there's an automatic assumption of what your where your beliefs align and what right. you're supposed to think. And then what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And that mm -hmm. leads to a lot of a lot of gray area for some people, right? And some people are very rigid to where they're just not open to anything, right? And there's a lot of you know different doctrines and stuff that come into that. And people I feel like you lose their humanity. Mm -hmm. they lose respect, they lose compassion, and they lose the ability to have a conversation to learn. Right? Definitely. So what I wanted to do is, because I've been having these conversations about dating, about what it's like to be single, about relationships in general, and it's been all straight people, you know, kind of the same, males, females, straight, dating, and it kind of touched on something in one of the episodes to where when you're in the middle of getting to know somebody in the beginning, what questions do you ask to kind of know um, what they like? And if it aligns with yours, and not a lot of people are willing to ask those questions. And so, oh. you know, you're beautiful. God exactly. may approach you and see you, and he may be a straight male, right? And mm -hmm. I, I remember I told you, correct me if I'm off on anything, right? You're right. Yeah, yeah. I'll trust you. I'll stop you if, if, if it's yeah. not. Well, I got you. Right. 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 See you. Try to holler. And then as you get to talking, maybe... Is not what is that what it, what they're seeking? It maybe is not, but people have a hard time asking those questions. And then what do they do when they when that time comes that they're aware? So what I would like to do today um, is to just kind of be um, a sounding board, but then also ask questions for those that are listening to be able to get a greater understanding. If that's okay, that's definitely fine. I'm I'm, I'm an advocate for my community, so I'm an open book. So. I'll tell you whatever you need to know, as long as we don't pass the girl home, and we're going to be fine. I got, <laughs> I got you. So, this is what I would like to do. Um, this is unscripted, and I like to kind of just go with the flow. So, I would like you to begin with just kind of stating who you are, what you do, because I know you're a huge advocate, and how your story began. Well, um, I'm originally from Gary, Indiana. Um, I went to Maryville High School. Um, all through... 
grammar school, high school, I was um, my previous person. Um, I started my transition in college, um, but prior building up to that, I were, um, well, let me take you this way. In the LGBTQIA community, we have um, levels. It's, it's basically, it's different levels to it. So, um, like we have, you have the cisgender community, which is a natural born male or female that um, classifies as um, heterosexual. You have trans um, gender people. You have non-binary. Um, so you have, you know, I mean, you have different types of people that you that they classify themselves as. So we have she, her, hers, he, him, his, them, they, theirs. So it's all about um, respecting someone's pronouns when it comes into the LGBTQIA community. Um, but as I said, I'm from Gary, Indiana. I went to um, college. After um, middle of college, I started transitioning. Um, I sat down with my parents. My parents was. Um, very, they are the parents that actually was very pro for me being that. As long as I, I was comfortable in my skin, and as long as I went outside doing things that I wasn't supposed to do, they was always with it. Um, I came from a home where um, my family were, like I said, very supportive. I um, I have both parents in the home, still do have both parents in the home that still support me as well. Um, and from there, I end up getting into um, more of the LGBT community. So before my transition, I started the ballroom scene, which is something really big right now. It was under underground ballroom, which is have different competitions and families. And it started off. Um, it started with the ballroom started with um, individuals that were in the LGBT community that um, were shunned from their families, and they end up starting their own houses. Um, and it's on TV right now, but it's not really getting to like the dirt, dirt. So if you watch Poles, um, Legendary on HBO Max, um, that's what Barroom is. That's just like the the outside of what, what Barroom is. But I started Barroom and I started seeing di different trans sisters that was older than me. And they're like, oh, you would be so pretty as a girl. So that's where my story came from. Um, after that, I end up getting into HIV and AIDS services due to um, losing something to my friends. Of not knowing and um, not being knowledgeable about protection and prevention, um, I've been a prevention specialist and um, a program coordinator for the last four to five years. Um, and one of my fifth year now, actually. Um, I work at BU Wellness Network, located in Indianapolis, which we do assist and help with the cisgender and LGBT community. Um, I run my own transgender program, which I help with um, gender marker name change, hormone therapy, housing, um, food assistance. Um, getting back into your education. So I try to assist my trans women to be a better them, basically. Um, yeah, basically, that's really me. Um, my transition, it wasn't an easy one at all. It definitely wasn't easy. Me, I do stand out because I am 6'2". Um, but you have those stages when you're transitioning from male to female about your insecurities. You know, so I had a lot of insecurities, but after I grew into who I was and once I got my body where I wanted to be, I felt comfortable. So um, it's all about a, com a, comfortab a comfortability um, that you got to, you really got to have to go outside and to face the, I'm just going to say the cisgender community because it's, that's usually where a lot of the attention comes from. Mm -hmm. And it, it really comes from a lot of black cisgender women. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's where a lot of the stigma comes from when it when cross paths with other black women. More so, more so, black cis women than black cis men. Black cis men, um, a lot of them, you you get a lot of stigma from them, but them are the ones that's really not educated on it. Um, 
me personally, I never really had um, any run-ins with a black man who wasn't uncomfortable. I, I mean, you had some, but I haven't had many that uh, was like, oh, no, you are, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, I always tell my, what we say in our community, I, I'm going to tell my tea before you even clock me. You know what I'm saying? So telling the tea is letting, letting that person know before it is a, a meetup, before it is, you know what I'm saying, a number exchange, I'm going to let you know what it is. Now, if you with a group of your friends, I'm not going to do it right there because then that's the opportunity that you can really react in a way that I don't want you to react. So, like I said, it's different levels when you become this girl and you're in a field where you be around a lot of cisgender people. So, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's basically me. Okay. Okay. So, you spoke mm -hmm. something, right? So, I worked in mental health for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I shared with you earlier, I work with a number of uh, juveniles and adults in your position. Um, and... One thing I've realized over the years is that people don't address the high rates of homelessness in the LGBTQ community. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of homelessness. So I would love for you to speak on that and speak on those communities that develop because of the rejection and abandonment that right. you know individuals face, if you don't mind. Yes, definitely. Um, so that all ties into my um, role at work where I work at also. We do experience a lot of um, LGBT community um, members um, homeless due to either being shunned from their family members or being attached to drug usage. So um, basically, in most big cities, you have a aid service organization. Not saying that it's just for people living with HIV and AIDS, but it is um, they have different um, barriers that they can, you know, take you through. Mm. So, like with my organization, we do more than just work for the LGBT. Like we have things for cisgender men, cisgender women, um, black women living with HIV. Um, like we have different, uh, you know, we have different things that will assist anyone basically. But when it comes to homelessness, a lot of the trans community girls and a lot of um, the younger gay men that men, men loving men um, have experienced homelessness due to the fact of um, like as a trans woman, it's hard to get a, a job that you're comfortable at. If your name is not changed, mm -hmm. you could be as pretty as Cinderella, but if you go on in with a name, like I'm not trying to be funny. If you go on in with a name like Malcolm or Curtis, they're going to look at you different. Now, nowadays um, they will ask you for your preferred name, but you still have some companies that will still make you wear a badge that says your government official name. Mm -hmm. So that's a hard part for trans women. Now, as far as for gay men, a lot of gay men, like I said, they experience homelessness due to the drug usage or due to just not being able to find help. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you directly can. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's always important to, a lot of people don't understand that when you go to these different types of homeless programs, like the Homeless Initiative and the Willow Mission and Salvation Army, I have stories, my clients that are trans or gender non-conforming that has been raped in these situations because of who they are. So mm -hmm. it makes someone not comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's just, it's a lot going on in that, on that side of the homelessness part. So, yeah. Hey, explain what cisgender is, because uh, some people may not know what that means. I mean, a cisgender, male or female, is a naturally born male or woman that classifies as, a, as heterosexual. Thank you. That's cisgender. Thank you. So, yeah. what is it like dating? 
you know, um, well, I know you kind of spoke on it. You let them know. You, you uh, tell your tea. Is that what you said? Yeah. So, so in the telling of the tea, uh-huh. what hurdles do you run into, and what experiences have you had in that in that um, area of your life? So, being a black trans woman um, in today's society, it's it's a little different mm-hmm. because you have us on national TV platforms. You have us everywhere social media you know what i'm saying internet so dating while being trans is kind of a um a touchy subject because me personally um me and the girls that i associate with a lot of men still see us as a fantasy mm-hmm. so that's the hard part about trying to actually find someone that's gonna love you for you mm-hmm. because we're, we're still we're, we are still known as being a fantasy in the cisgender world basically and I mean, even in my world, the girls that, that know that we're still known as a fantasy, they still use it to their advantage. That's why you have so much escorting. And you know what I'm saying? Because it's it's a quick hustle. And it's, and it's a get money situation when it comes to dating, which dating can be, you know what I'm saying, going out to lunch and dinner, or dating can be, you pay me my fee an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's just being the real, real. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to speak too much on that side, though. But yeah, dating has been kind of um, hard. Me personally, I was engaged last year. Um, and yeah, that's all I can really say about that. But when you date a trans woman and when a, a trans woman is dating a man, first thing you need to know if he's comfortable or if he's just doing this just because it's just he sees this. You know what I'm saying? And that's what when it comes to stuff like that, like I can really take it there because I, I really don't want to take it there, but I can take it there because when we're dating a black man or we're, when we're dating a man, period, it's the, com- the just being comfortable in public. You know what I'm saying? If you can't be comfortable in public, you're not going to have a successful relationship. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you got to look up your shoulder because somebody is trying to clock you or, or clock the person that you're with, that's not comfortable for us at all. Yeah. And a lot of girls deserve to be outside. Like, we not, this is 2021. We're not the girls that, you know what I'm saying, you got to come see us late at night no more. You know what I'm saying? Trans is out there. Trans is going to be there. And it's just about uh, education factors. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to dating. Because a man is going to love what he sees on the outside regardless. And don't even know who you are on the inside. And that's just how it is for us. It's interesting that you say uh, allow y'all outside, right? I let y'all mm-hmm. outside. I show you outside. Um, a young lady uh, in our last episode was kind of talking about uh, some of the plus size women going through a similar issue with guys have fetishes are strongly attracted, but then uh, don't want to show you off and don't want to allow the world to see uh, where where their interests are. And so. Right. Um, that kind of, to me, that's, that kind of goes down to shame and identity, understanding and knowing identity. Definitely. And, um, I feel like some of, uh, I saw this meme, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with this young lady that was saying she was dating a guy who was real religious. And um, he, he would try to get her to allow him to have sex with her and, uh, you know, in her, in her anus, in her rectum, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in that area, but every time he did it, she found out that he was going to find new churches, different churches to where he get baptized, clean and fresh again. Right. And so I hear that 
what I hear is like a lot of confusion and uh, I guess you could say conviction, but there's a conflict there, you know, internally within oneself. And so are, are you all kind of seeing experiencing that there's a lot of a lot of people who are dealing with heavy shame and are conflicted with what it is they truly desire? And is that what leads to keeping you at home and not really being proud of uh, where the interests are? I mean, when you say it like that, I really can't speak on a male's perspective that is trans attracted because then you have to really bring on someone on here that is a male that is attracted to trans women because I don't really know. I can't really pick his brain because if you're coming from a community where growing up, you know, you're not used to seeing this. And then once you grown and you're on your own and you see this and you're attracted to it. I don't know how you really feeling. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really want to put words into a trans attracted male's mouth because I don't know how they feel. I have met some really cool individuals that was very comfortable in their skin. It's all about being comfortable. Mm -hmm. If you comfortable with your sex and if you comfortable with who you are, just like what you had said recently about the young lady said um, about, I guess her man wanted to have anal sex. I've seen pornos when I was 15, 16, not the same fish, not fish, excuse me. I'm thinking I'm talking to somebody else. I'm, I have seen women um, <laughs> do that position before I even knew who I was going to be. You know what I'm saying? So just because it's a, it's a sexual position, that doesn't mean that that's a part of the LGBT. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you really can't, I really can't touch on that because that's a, that's a male, a, a male that is trans attractive type of question you know what i'm saying so i don't really use a lot of technical terms that's interesting I'm, and again i told you i come in really being kind of ignorant to it right and uh, right. that's how i want it to be so where um anyone watching or listening will be educated so um and, and i feel like oftentimes around this conversation people get kind of caught up on a, a hypersexualized on that part of uh mm -hmm. that, that life and that's not really what I what I want to do. And so for me, I would like to know for anybody that um, is struggling, right? So there's gonna be a lot of people that's probably uh, probably take up uh, arms with me, you know, because traditionally uh, a Christian uh, man or minister or whatever wouldn't like be having this conversation, avoid it, you know. But okay, so I don't I don't mean to stop you and I don't mean to cut you off. But wait. so like when you say when you say something like that, that's so true because just look at yesterday, okay? Huh? The young lady who got killed by the police officer, sixteen years old, yeah, fighting right. young girl. You know what I'm saying? So I have had not trying to take anything away from what happened because it was really a fool. We we finally can breathe from the last ordeal and the man got guilty on all three charges and then this and within the same hour of over states a young girl gets gets killed mm -hmm. but when we say as black people before all this i understand who i am you know what i'm saying before any of this i'm black number one mm -hmm. okay so when we say and when people say oh well we don't understand the trans and gay community da -da 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 -da, you have to understand like this is just this is me personally yeah. But when it comes to one of my trans sisters or one of my trans brothers or one of my younger LGBT or older non-binary individuals get killed, we don't get that much recognition. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to a black life supposed to matter in this mm -hmm. 
in this time of generation, my black, I really don't consider myself gay, my, but my black gay life don't, don't, don't matter. Because we never had Black Lives Matter marching for none of us at all. Mm. You feel me? So it's like, yeah. are we, my, my community want to be with the black people, but it be the black people that push us out and jump on us at gas stations or beat us up, you know what I'm saying? Just because we're trying to live and be comfortable with who we are and our skin. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. We could really get deep into it about all that because I'm not the only one that feels like this. Yeah, and I want um, to too. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I want to go. That's why I want to go because okay, so in the last episode we're talking about protecting black women, right? Right, mm-hmm. protecting women. You know, but you know, in my mind I'm a black man, I'm there's always like black men don't protect black women. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I said. But who protects who protects y'all? I mean, because our community is so divided, you know, like and the, we the, come the, together when one of us get killed, and exactly. then two weeks later you gonna have Keisha and Kayana outside fight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Again, right. So and then if one of my transes get killed trying to make some money, or if, if somebody goes to the gas station and get killed, there's no Black Lives Matter. There's no marches. There's none of that buzz. So yeah, yeah and, and what is the solution? Because it, because the blackness is not a conditional, you know, and I feel like in our community we like to determine and dictate who's black, depending on how they acquiesce to the culture, the dominant, uh, the dominant portion of our culture. Not to say our culture, but the dominant uh, portion of it. And there's a lot of individuals on the outskirts of it who kind of left the marginalized community within the black community that is left unprotected. So. What that's why I wanted you to really share that part, that experience, the horrific. What's share that side of it? What's going on? Because it's out of sight, out of mind. It's if very it's out of mind. Affecting me, I don't care about it. If it's not affecting me in my life, it's not affecting my paper, it's not affecting my direct family. I don't care about it. And if it is something happening, like people, I, it's, it blow my mind. People will get on social media every day and talk about the R. Kelly's of the world and who's raping who or who's molesting who, touching who, and who's trafficking who, but they won't address anybody in their families. But see, all this all starts back from the Bible. And I'm not trying to be funny, and I don't want to take that because I grew up in the church. You feel me? I grew up in the church. I know the word. We went to Sunday school. I was in the choir. Like I said, I know God, and I know God knows so I, I'm not worried about nobody else judging me because I know at any day when I close my eyes and it's time for me to go, that's the only man I got to worry about. Yeah. But it all starts with the Bible because when you go and you have all these thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, the only one that really sticks out is about being gay. But we're not talking about the uncles that's in our family that's raping and molesting these these men or these, young, these little girls. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to something about being gay, they want to run straight to the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of uh, the LGBT community is not even in the churches. That's why I'm, I'm glad that being a part, being who I am today, I can go to a church that's for me now and still learn the word. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because growing up, I wouldn't even feel comfortable going back to my church back at home because you have the first ladies and you got the uh, you got the ushers looking at you crazy because you came and it, it happened in Chicago when someone that dressed as a woman who felt like a woman inside came to church and the pastor got on the on the platform, on the microphone, and said, you cannot come into the house of the Lord like that. How dare you do something like that in the house of the Lord? Because mm-hmm. now you're judging me because I'm who I feel like I should be, and I'm trying to come in here and get a word from you, but now you're judging me, and that's where a lot of our trans and gay individuals get lost in the mind, because if we don't have 
the older generations that was there before us, hey, if y'all don't, su- not, not even have the support, but if I can't come to you and ask you for advice, then who I'm going to get it from? Mm. And that's when you get it from the streets. And sometimes the streets is not where it's at. Mm. I'll say this. Uh, all right. When it comes to the Bible, depending on who's teaching it, there are some parts at different times that were given more focus than others, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And what we learn and understand, like for me, for instance, okay. I'm a straight male. And I have, I will be lying to you if I, if I came on here and said I didn't have biases, I didn't have beliefs that may be contrary to what you may believe. Right. But my beliefs. And what I feel doesn't alter the way I love. Right. And have conversations to understand. Mm-hmm. And, and because at the end of the day, you know, you serve God. I serve God. I got faults and flaws. Far from perfect. And right. you have yours. Right. It's yours. We have to stop focusing on where we're different. And focus on where we agree and we have understanding and then work work through it from there, right? right. And Definitely. I think at the end of the day, like you said, when God calls us home, he's going to be the judge, right? It's not my place to be nobody judge down here, but it is my place. I am called to love love one another as, as you want to be loved, you know what I'm right. saying? And so I'm going to love you the way I want to be loved. I'm going to give mm-hmm. grace the way I want to receive grace. I'm going to have mercy and try to have understanding what I desire of those around me to have. Right. And I think that was a unique thing about Yeshua, about Jesus, is that he had that heart and that compassion. And he was a conversationalist. He talked. He spent exactly. his life talking to people who were different. So exactly. that's why I'm here today. I'm here to talk to you and to get an understanding. And I will say this. I'm not trans, but I grew up in the church. And had horrific experiences myself. But it's not the church itself. It's not, I don't want to say it's the Bible, it's those who apply it. Because it's church folk that killed Jesus. This is mm-hmm. not a church, this is not a church podcast. But I think what you said is true is that a lot of a lot of the misunderstandings, a lot of the anger and the reactions and the wrath comes from doctrine that we've been taught. Right. And I'm not trying to listen. So I don't know if you ever watched Madea before. Yeah, Madea plays, mm-hmm. and she's very funny. Well, he's very funny, and he portrays, you know, what I'm saying someone's grandmother. But he always has something in there that that's really captivating and it's motivating. So mm-hmm. I forgot what play it was. I want to say it was like Madea goes to jail. It was one of them, mm-hmm. and basically he was saying, "When you go onto the church house, you go on the." looking for God. You don't go for nothing else because everybody that's in there is looking for a reason. It's looking for a, a purpose on why you're going up in there. So don't go up in there thinking, you know what I'm saying, looking for a man or don't go up in there looking for a woman. Don't go up in there thinking that everyone is cleansed and everybody is holy than that. You go in there, you go in for the word and that's it. You come back out. Now I understand, you know what I'm saying, growing up, we grew up in the church, and, you know what I'm saying, we had different things at the church, but when, when Tyler Perry said that, that spoke to me because it's like, I should be able to, who I am today, I should be able to go into the church, listen to the, the sermon, whatever, what, what the pastor is saying, take that with me, let it sit in my soul and, and use that, you know what I'm saying, use that in future references. 
But nowadays, you really can't do that when you go to a church as being a trans woman. Because if you're if you're a clockable girl or if you someone that stands out, it's harder because they gon' while while you in church, you looking at me so much, you ain't even getting to what the word of God is. You feel me? And that could be even the older women in the church because we have ex experienced this. And I went with one of my younger trans sisters who is not really, you know what I'm saying, fully bloomed into who she was. And we actually had an usher say, um, excuse me, young man, now we in the church of the Lord, so we're not going to really take it there with her because she didn't know and she was probably uneducated about the situation. But it's just sometimes it's, it makes us uncomfortable to be around people who you think you can go and you can get a healing from and it's still a judgmental zone. Mm. So, you know, that's, uh, I think, and this is, I've gone the path that I've gone because I don't know if the church as it is right now is equipped to handle this. Uh huh. I think uh, I don't. I know it's not equipped because because of what we're focused on. What the church as a whole, right? Uh, the entertainment focus and prosperity and all that stuff is not. It's it's corporate now. It's not. They're not touching on anything like this because it might make people uneasy and uneasiness affects uh, the finances. And I, right. that's just what it is. You know, that's the business side of it. Mm -hmm. But. Um, I would hope that um, I can help. I can help Let's open up doors. Yeah, yeah. Because I know it's needed. I had like I had a kid. I had a kid I work with, and you know, he's a special, special kid. And he was abused. Whole family was abused. His mother was beaten bad by his dad, and uh -huh. the only way he could get his father off of his mother was to act out. And so he would act out in um, a sexual way, um, in, a, in a homosexual way, right? And his dad would get so furious that he would turn his attention from the mother and beat on the kid. And so to save his mother, he would act out. And his father would beat on him, right? And so I had the whole family, and I was treating all these kids. I had all, they, all these kids in my, in my uh, facility. And I'm helping them. We're doing family therapy, you know, just in it, you know, working on the units and stuff. And he he went through a transition. Beautiful. You know, uh, he was a handsome boy and he's a beautiful girl, you know, a woman now. But uh, there was so much anger in him, so much anger. And he just didn't even know how to articulate it to get it out. And so my, my question would be to anybody that watched this is, Despite what you may believe or what you may think, are you dealing with the heart of the person? Because that's what matters. I, I mean, what you are on the outside is one thing, but who you are on the inside is what really matters. You right. know, despite your skin color, you know, which is important. I mean, it is uh, because, you know, what's, I'm going to be honest. When I look at the LBGTQ community, I don't see them looking out for black trans the way they look out for other people. I just don't. And I just, I just feel like there's a lot of movements that people tap into right. that that still are making money and growing off of the backs of black people, black pain. And so um, I want anybody that's listening to this to be able to, to be heard, to be felt, to gain understanding 
but to find a resource where they can they can get help and get that connection you know mm-hmm. and so um I would love to know me as a straight black male Christian male. I say that because I know the all this the stereotypes, right? Right. You don't even have to be gay. Like a black woman here, oh, you know, you oh you black Christian. You know what I'm saying? If somebody not even a Christian, somebody have a different belief system, they hear I'm a Christian, they automatically have a mindset, you know what I'm saying, what it is I am and right. and so educate me on what I can do to create better, safer spaces for those conversations. Cause and I'm not saying I feel like a lot of times, and I don't want to over talk here, I feel like I'm over talking because it's really about you, not about me. But I just want to <laughs> articulate this is that I feel like sometimes people, the only way that we can work with one another is if there's a, uh, acceptance is agreement, right? Mm-hmm. And acceptance is not always agreement, right? It doesn't mean that we're going to agree on everything. We're not going to have the right. same. We're going to agree to disagree. Right. Exactly. But that doesn't change us being human, being loved, and, 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 have, and being compassionate, and then having a relationship, you know? Because the people that told me when I was looking for somebody and they reached out and told me, yo, this is who you need. She's dope. She's amazing. Like the way you were described, that's real love. You know what I'm saying? For my community. Yes, I definitely yeah. am going to have my, my community. That's what what can we do to be better, create safer spaces? Because that's, that's what I really want to do. Because I feel like we can start with the basics. We can go real deep, but I really want to just deal with the basics because I feel like we don't even have that down. I mean, the basis, it starts at home. You know, it, it really starts at home about just learning that everyone is not going to be the same. You know what I'm saying? Everyone is not going to be, you're not, we're in a generation now where everything is different. You have, even when I was in school, you had gay kids, you know what I'm saying, that got bullied. Now you have trans children that's in high school and middle school now. You know what I'm saying? So the basis starts at home from the mother and father teaching your child that every person that you walk past is going to look different and just have respect for that person. You know what I'm saying? Respect don't cost nothing at all. It don't cost nothing at all just for, you know what I'm saying, you to sit down with your child and say, I mean, even though a lot of a lot of black families or white families, they don't like to bring in the, the gay information in the household. Until it's, oh, uh, well, mom, I feel like I'm gay. Or dad, I feel like I should be trans. You know what I'm saying? We didn't, I mean, the kids nowadays is, is going from jumping from birds and the bees to I feel like I'm a boy or I feel like I'm a girl. Yeah. I'm and the parents yeah. don't know what to do up right. there. And they feel like, a parent feel like that they didn't do something right. You know what I'm saying? They feel like. Oh, well, what did I go wrong at? You didn't go wrong. You did what you needed to do. And that's why, that's how I know because when my mother sat me down and she said, and I know my mother's for a fact, she, you know what I'm saying? She was always there for me mm-hmm. from dance team competitions to everything. My mother and father was both there for me. I've never been touched in my life. I had everything I wanted in my life. I was blessed with, you know what I'm saying? With the things that I received. Mm-hmm. It was just who I felt like inside. And I was so comfortable with telling my parents that it made it easier. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I'm saying it really starts with the parents, especially with men. It's harder to tell your father or your brother mm-hmm. that you feel different in the inside because it's always, uh, well, you know, we don't play that. We don't do that. Or you, you know what I'm saying? It's always that. Yeah. So it really starts at home and it starts from 
the beginning, like just telling your child and just educating yourself that you're going to meet people that's gay. You might have a gay boss. You might have a transgender boss. Mm -hmm. You might have to work with someone that's in the LGBT community in your job. So you tell me you're going you're gonna to quit because of who they are? Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody going to mess up my finances. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it really starts from at home, mm -hmm. educating, sitting down, and just educating that it's going to be a different world when you step out of. Like, and that's it's so hard to explain it because even though you see the rich folks out here, look at um, Dwayne Wade and right. his daughter. And I, I actually see comments of black people saying, oh, this is a fool. Or this man is loving his child. Mm -hmm. The child is one of the most smart, smartest children in the school. Mm -hmm. And you have black people on that comment and saying, oh, well, black men don't do this. Or black men don't do that. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Why can't we support one another or support our child for being what they want to be? Mm. You you won't support a trans child, but you ain't gonna say nothing to look Keyshawn out there selling drugs. I'm 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 just confused about that. Mm -hmm. We have a rich black family here mm -hmm. that's doing everything they need to do, donating to LGBT um organizations, being in pride parades, being visible for people like me to be comfortable. And then you have ignorant black people underneath their comments and saying, oh, see, this is why the this is why black gay men can't find women because most of them want to be gay. No, it's not that. It's because of the stigma. And when you think stigma is a big thing, too. And that's when the stigma comes around when it, black women is really the ones that you being a black man, okay? Mm -hmm. And your mother, say when you was younger and your mother, I don't know, she probably ever told you anything, but you know what I'm saying? But say if your mother, you come in and you have a gay best friend mm -hmm. and y'all y'all come into the house together, mm -hmm. your mama gonna look like, okay, you know, she ain't, she probably ain't gonna be disrespectful, but she probably gonna look like, okay, well, you know, what's going on? Not, not knowing anything, what's going on, but this is gonna be your cool ass best friend, you know what I'm saying? And it's always been a stigma when it comes to a lot of women Mm -hmm. Because they always jump to conclusions when they see stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to press, but yeah. No, no, you good, you good. And I want you to speak freely. I want you to speak completely freely. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. The and I want you to talk to me and check me on this and kind of like you know again. I want you to educate me like you're educating the viewers. Mm -hmm. The Gabriel Union Dwayne Wade situation when it first came out. If my first thought was, you know, after working with, you know, uh, clients that I know at an early age, those thoughts are happening. They mm -hmm. can happen. Um, do, are they sure about those thoughts in a full transition at an early age? I'm not sure. And I know you did yours in college, but um, where I, I do have discomfort at times. And it's just me, and I don't want nobody to jump on me when I see transitions at a very early age because I feel like right. your brain is still developing, and you, right. you know, you don't like. Do you know exactly what you want yet? Right. And I'm not saying pick between being heterosexual or gay. I'm just talking like, like just being trans or gay. Like that, right. there's so right. much within that community. You know, it's, what it's, a, lot. it's, it's a, a lot. It's like white. You know what I mean? So right. I was like, all right. 
that's that's pretty early. But then I'm like, and it's cool to hear from you. That's why I want to talk to you. Like, because I feel like we talk amongst our own little groups, but we never cross the line and have conversations with people who are in a different space. And so for me, right. when I first saw Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union, I'm like, man, are they trying to like max politicize or like, you know, benefit from their daughter's transition or uh, uh, feelings? You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know. Now I see after everything they've gone through and all the battling and fighting that like how like I had somebody say it to me, like, how do you how do you know how soon this conversation took place? We know when we heard about it publicly, but we don't know how right. soon this conversation been happening privately. What thing I can so, say yeah. when I was I had to be probably like nine or ten, that's when I knew I was different. Okay. So Everyone's transition. Everyone transitions for a different reason, mm-hmm. and no one transitions for the same reason. And that's what the cisgender community has to understand. We're not doing this just for the hair, the nails, the makeup. No, some of us actually felt like this from way young. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. some people, some individuals do transition for different reasons. It might be for money. It might be for looks. It might be because who they was previously before they wasn't getting the things that they wanted. And so when they transitioned, they started to. And then you have the ones that transitioned because they felt like they was in the wrong body. That's one thing we never heard from Dwayne Wade's side of the, you know what I'm saying, of his family. Mm-hmm. We don't know how that child actually feels. Because mm-hmm. this is still a child at the end of the day. Yeah. But you go back and you ask trans women that's my age. I'm 32 years old. I'll be 33. If you ask trans girls and you ask gay men that's my age, it's a lot of us that been feeling like this when we was nine, ten years old. Mm. But growing up in that era, in that time frame, it just you just couldn't do it at that time. Mm-hmm. That child came. That child has came out where now you see how big pride is in June. Mm-hmm. That child has came out where you seeing it on Netflix and you're seeing it on HBO. And you're seeing it. You know what I'm saying? So your 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 children learn a lot from social media. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I said, I can't really speak on when that. You know what I'm saying? Zaya felt like that, but one thing I can say is me, I can speak on myself. I started feeling different when I was nine to 10 mm. and I went through middle school and, and high school, not really caring about it because it was just so much going on in sports. It was, mm. you know, it was, uh, it was so much stuff. This mm. child, she, she born in money. So you, she got time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't even really know, you know what I'm saying? That's a whole different situation. I'm not even going to speak on, on somebody else's situation <laughs> who six, seven times have more money than me. So I don't understand why people have so many feelings against them. Right, right, right. Um, right, right. Indeed, because at the end of the day, it ain't your business, man. It's their business. It ain't. Yeah. So, all right. If, if there was somebody that was watching this um, that was trans, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a support system like you have, right? They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't have people that understand them. They don't have your parents. Right. Right? Okay. What what can you say to them or what can be said to them to give them some light, hope, and a feeling of connectivity um, in a very tumultuous, confusing time that we're living in? The, the main thing I can say is um, being in a community like my a community like mine, um, and you don't have anyone, you know what I'm saying, close to talk to, 
Um, the best thing to do is probably research on Facebook, Instagram, um, social media, and just put in LGBT facilities near me. And nine times out of ten, you you can find something. It might be um, a homeless shelter. It might be an aid service organization. It might be a testing site. It might be something that is a part of the LGBT community, which can lead you once you get there that you might have, you might be assisted with the correct resources. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's the main thing is just even if you don't have like social media, all that you have to do is just Google LGBT um, resources around me. Mm. And they should be able to be assisted with some type of um, help, you know what I'm saying, from any state, really. Because nowadays we have so many laws that's for us. Mm-hmm. It should, you know what I'm saying, it should be easy enough to do that. But I mean, sometimes it's not, but I'm just saying, realistically, realistically speaking, you should be able to find some type of resource on the internet. What is something that you've always wanted to speak on, but never got the opportunity to? <laughs> well, like I said, I am a transgender program coordinator. Um, and last Sunday, um, we actually had a brunch here in Indianapolis, Indiana. It mm-hmm. was a um, bridging the gap between cisgender and transgender women. Okay. And that, um, I was the moderator of it, but I had five other black trans women that worked in the fields as of, as of I am in the Marion County um, area. And, um, we actually had a conversation piece about why cisgender women don't classify us as being real women. Mm. So with that, that opened up a lot of doors and it opened up a lot of how we can break down the barriers that's affecting both of us to bridge. Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of women think that, oh, well, these, these trans, they want to be like us or they, they never have a baby. But at the end of the day, my mama, that's a woman. You know what I'm saying? So I never disrespect a woman. I just want to know why you are, you are asking my help to get your ne- your hair your hair done, your nails done, your makeup done. But then when I want to get some assistance from you or if it's a situation where it's a man involved, now you're trying to tell my teeth, not knowing that can really end up in a horrible way. You know what I'm saying? That can end up having me on the, 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 the news getting killed mm-hmm. again. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's always something. So we had this. We had a discussion, and it was about two hours um, Facebook panel live, mm. and we really broke down a lot of different barriers. But that was one of my main things that I really always want to talk about because, like I said, I I come from where I have five sisters, mm-hmm. and they all I all learned something from one of them. But I learned everything that I needed to be as who I am today from my mother. Mm. But yeah, that was one of the, the main things, and I mean, I have some more, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate you, man. Like I, I uh, you know, uh, it's it's really, I don't know, man. I when I grew up, I grew up in a very conservative home, very conservative church. My dad, my pops went with nothing. I love my dad, super amazing, special, special person. You know, mean the world to me. I always have, always will. But he went with none of that. Like, I couldn't even buy him a shirt with too many pockets. You know what I mean? (laughs) 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 He wasn't going, man. You know, born in Mississippi in the 30s, right? Right. So um, I want to make sure, because I saw, I've seen over the years, I've seen a lot of young people that felt out of place. Right. Out of place. 
And, uh, you know, that's that's never something that I, I've never been big on mistreating somebody because of their sexual orientation, belief, or how they identify. I'm still learning these pronouns, too, because they be shifting and changing so much. I got to, like, <laughs> when it calls somebody they, that one catches me up. You know, I ain't going to lie to you. That's the third person that they don't um, classify themselves as a gender. It's just third person. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm here to teach. I'm definitely Yeah, hey. Teach, teach. So I wanna make sure that um I'm responsible moving forward. So what would you challenge me on? What would you challenge me to do? To one, be better educated and to two and two to uh to make sure that in all things that I do that I um aid to the progression of, you know, safety, understanding, identity, recognition, all those things that are missing and not be someone who is a barrier, a uh, roadblock to um, what I would say to be a better future. Well, one thing I can say is, because um, I can sit right here and we can actually have a conversation without me judging you and you judging me and you have a platform where I know people is going to listen to this. With the LGBTQIA community being on an uprise, and you had, you you do have your platform. One thing I can say: Pride Month is coming up in June. Okay, so that's Pride Month is really a big month for the gay community. Where we, you know, they have parades, and you know, what I'm saying it's, it's a really big ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, now, due to the pandemic, I don't know if they're going to have it again this year, but a lot of things have been virtual, like it was last year. Mm-hmm. And one thing I can tell you. Um, is to really have another live panel discussion with a panel full of LGBTQIA people and cisgender heterosexual people as well. I'm talking about black man, black woman, gay man, gay woman, black trans man, black trans woman. And you can really sit down and you can really bridge the gap between both communities. Mm. So that would be something that you can definitely think about and, you know what I'm saying, sleep on it because I think that us as a whole, we need to really understand at the end of the day, I know who I am and I know, you know what I'm saying, what I was before, but people fail to realize when you harm us, at the end of the day, we're still someone's child. Mm-hmm. When you kill one of us, we, we still someone's child. You know what I'm saying? We still have feelings. We still are human. And when people see a lot of of trans individuals they think of it as an it. Well, I'm not an it. I'm a human. I'm a person. And that's where you have to really break down. And what you what you really could do is have a panel discussion with people that don't understand that people that really don't respect the LGBT community. So then we could sit down and we can try to give you some insight because you might not know it, but everybody got somebody gay in their family. You might not know it, and they might they might still be under, under the closet. Right. But if everyone got somebody gay in their family. Yeah, and that's yeah. just that's just that's just life for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, I think a live panel discussion with all walks of life mm-hmm. and actually actually everyone is on a phone call or a virtual call, actually learning about the different communities. Because I'm not saying I came from a cisgender community because I never considered myself straight. I was always comfortable who I was. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'll be somebody that's gonna represent for somebody that started from a tinny bopper on up, and then you have some people around her. You know. That might have didn't like gay people, you know what I'm saying? Might not like gay people at one point in time. 
And then you sit down and you have a conversation with, okay, so why, what is the issue? What are, what are your issues with it? And why are you not comfortable? Or are you not comfortable because you you see how we're comfortable and you want to be comfortable as well? So, I mean, you know, it's going to get to a heated discussion, but it needs it's something that needs to be done. Because I want to ask you this, you know, before we leave, I want to ask you if this is, if this is wrong for like feeling and thinking this way. To, so is it, do you believe it's okay for a person to be straight? And to say, hey, I'm I'm straight. Like I'm I believe in heterosexual relationships, but I respect those who don't. Right. Is that, that, wrong? Is that wrong for having a, a preference? Because is that considered a no. preference? Or is that still a bias or, or like what is that? That's I mean, that's still your preference. Like just like my preference, my preference is only for heterosexual men. Okay. So, okay. I mean, so I know some, you you going to have some black women on here like this, you know, yeah. that's going to be mad because I said that, but yeah. that's just me. And I'm only saying heterosexual men because a lot of people still think that if you're messing with someone trans that you're gay. What the sex that you have in the bedroom does not make you who you are because you never know what the next person is doing. Mm. They think just because a man is messing with a tranny, that means he's getting his backside no it's not it's not that you know what i'm saying that's just prejudging on what is going on in the bedroom mm. so i mean me personally i know what i am my id says female my birth certificate says female my you know everything says female yeah. and i usually attract heterosexual men mm -hmm. but in order for them to be heterosexual you have to be straight which is understandable but that's just, I mean, you know, the world has changed. So yeah, yeah, that's just me. So yeah, and that's that's something that is that's, that's ever evolving because the acknowledgement of how you identify, and then mm -hmm. as you said, you, I mean, everything's been pretty much converted to align with the identity and the feeling internally. If, if the right. external match the internal, then that's. You know that is definitely different. Um, so it's just a lot. Like it's a lot of information. I know we cover everything. <laughs> a lot. It's something that can't be talked you know? about. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's do that. I, I'm gonna ask you this. I want to link with you. Let's. Um, I love your idea. Um, I would prefer to have somebody um, that is knowledgeable and an advocate and have walked that walk. Um, pull in the appropriate people uh Definitely. you know to understand you know i i don't know like i when i don't know something i'm telling you i don't know something you know and i i go to the expert that's okay. what i do you know what i mean and so um i would definitely uh bring some individuals together and i think it would be a great conversation to have and okay. respectfully of course you know what i mean because right. i'm telling you man like some some guys, and I know some people have a lot of anger, but man, it'd be a lot of people from the LGBTQIA community that be mad. And it'd be a lot of heterosexual people that just be mad. Like, why are y'all so angry about somebody else's life choice? You know what I mean? But uh, I want to just do my part in all areas, and this is one. I'm not going to be addressing all these other issues and then skip over this one because it makes people right. I don't care about that at all. Like, you know? Right. So, yeah, I appreciate you. This was dope. No problem at all. No problem. I'm here. I'm ready for the next collaboration. Whenever yeah. you're available, I'm here for it.
Most definitely, most definitely. Now, how can people find you? Uh, I want you, before we go, how can people find you? How can they support you? How can they be involved? Uh, well, they can look me up on social media. Um, Facebook, Sahara Shante. Um, my Instagram is, it's just Duchess. And my wig line on Instagram is Sahara Shante Collections. So. Okay, okay. So that's your <laughs> wig? You got it? You got it? You it I have my custom units. I wouldn't move the phone. Um, I have my whole wig bar. It's a wig bar. Version okay. extensions. Um, I'm here to help black women, white Good. women, whoever that wants to wear a wig. I'm here for it. So, yeah. Good. I bet. Man, we're going to plug in. Hey, man, I support my people, man. So I want to see everybody. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. You were everything that I was promised. So thank no you problem. so much. I really appreciate it. And I pray and hope that, um, man, that, you know, as we all pray, I know you, you're you a praying woman. I'm praying, man, that God can uh, definitely move and help us um, find peace. Healing and understanding. And understanding, that's definitely one. Understanding. Yeah, definitely understanding. So may God lead us and walk us. And uh, thank you so much. No problem. All right, man. Uh, let me see.